Truth Fairies is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios. Speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communication experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208 Imprint. That's 208-467-7468. I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Truth Fairies Podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our unbiased and unqualified opinions on real life situations. So So let's let's get started. Say we can yeah, start. just do the words. <laughs> okay, hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Who is going to start this hi, show? Hi, hi, welcome to the Truth Fairies podcast. And today is Brooke's birthday. <gasps> oh my god! Happy birthday! Thank you. I actually literally forgot. It, it was is your birthday. You I mean, I've been thinking it all day. Like you know, every time you look down and see your birthday on your phone or on a calendar, it's like, oh, it is my birthday. I know that day. It is my special day. Or anytime you hear of something that happens on your birthday, like a murder. Yeah. Like September 24th. You're like, oh, that's my day. Uh-huh. Yeah, keep yeah. like a kid again. I know. I love it. Birthdays, Birthdays are good. They're very child. Last night I was like, I don't really want it to be my birthday tomorrow. I am happy. You know, in my mind, you're still like three years younger than what you are. Me too. It's like ever since I moved here, I've aged and you've stayed the same. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm like 39. Yeah. Somebody's like asked me the other day, how old you were? And I'm like, I don't know, like 38? No. Nope. <laughs> Wow. You're welcome for that. That is how old I was when you moved here. Uh Uh-huh. Weird. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I'm happy about it. I mean, I'm not not really. uh, Yeah, well. Whatever. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Thanks. Um, So, yeah. What else? Um, Let's talk about, um, we had a great weekend. We did. This last weekend. We had a girls trip. Um, Kind of a sister's, kind of a... um, Let's tell them about the Golden Girls. So I mentioned last week about... Golden Girl, and then we kind of skipped over it. Okay, so the Golden Girls are our sisters, Robin and Heather, and they're what six? Fair, there's like eight of them, I think. I think so. Like this, they're their best friend group, um, and they've all been really best friends since college for years. They travel mm-hmm. together. They raise their kids. They've all just mm-hmm. been really tight friends for years and years. And, and your sister Robin was kind is kind of the like keystone. She's kind of like. Um, What's the golden girl? Like um, the Sophia? No. Well, I guess technically maybe. <laughs> she's not the oldest. She's not the oldest, but um, she's kind of the center of the she's connections. She's the Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Of the group. So, yeah. So there's... Everyone's connected to Robin in different ways, and then she connected all these people. And a lot of them are single. So a yes. lot of them really rely on each other for, like, their connections. Yeah. So they're, like, they're partners if you will they are <laughs> so anyway and I love it it's really cool it is they're the coolest it's the coolest group of friends anyway and really? so Brooke and I are the are the um honorary yes. golden girls so 
We got to go on a Golden Girl weekend. We did. It was great. And we went to Island Park and stayed at um, the Hale Cabin. Mm-hmm. And then we were there with some of the Golden Girls. Yeah. And it was really good. It was really fun. And we did, um, we went on a really cool hike. Mm-hmm. And we rented side by side, a big side by side. And had a good day on that. We did. <laughs> we watched a lot of shows. We ate and yes. ate. We watched the Lou LaRue documentary. Which Were you is, awake for that? Yes. Oh, but that was that's crazy. where my bear nightmare. I mean, a lot of <gasps> nightmares happened that weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to talk about. First, let's talk about. We, <clears throat> so Jamie's biggest fear is bears. I am terrified of being curb stomped oh. and of bears. Those are my two very, very big fears of mine. And... Yeah, so we we had decided there's this really cool hike up there, and so we got, we've got, um, what's it called? Bear spray. Bear spray to go with us, because we heard there were a lot of bears up there. It's and literally like bear country, known for having bears, and we willingly walked into the bear trail. And I was ready to face my fears with the bears, and we saw absolutely zero, zero wildlife the entire trip. Nary a deer. Nary a moose, nary an elk, elk, nary, not even a beaver. We saw a couple men, a few dogs, <laughs> and a lot of fowl, which I hate fowl. <laughs> you do. I detest fowl. It was weird because we always see a moose or at least a deer. Yeah. And there was an, it was weird. We saw nothing, but it was so funny because Jamie's so scared of bears, yet we were kind of hoping to see one. I was hoping that if I saw one in its in the wild, like in its own element, just mind doing its own bear things besides yeah. just attacking humans, <laughs> that I would be like, okay, they're just an animal. Because I'm thinking black bear. Like that's kind of what I was picturing, like a black bear getting some fish out of the river because they said you usually see them in the rapids. Yeah, maybe. So we hike to the rapids. Maybe wearing a pair of jeans and a <laughs> cowboy hat. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, something a little bit, I just wanted a better image of a bear. Right. Something more like smoky. Sure. So um, she's like, I'm expecting to see like a bear walking on two feet. <laughs> and I'm like, no, if we see a bear, it's going to be like hunched over. It, you're not even going to recognize it until it's right there. So yeah. then that, I don't know. It was just, anyway, anyway, long story short, we did not see a bear. However, this week, um, there was a bear, two hunters were not attacked by a bear, but were charged by a bear. And one of them sprayed the bear with the bear spray. The other one shot the bear right where we were at. Like literally so close to where we were. So I sent it out to everyone, like, look what just happened. And I'm like, I didn't know there were grizzly. It was a grizzly bear. I didn't know we were going into grizzly country. Yeah. Willingly just walked into it. And just with bear spray. And I think we should get our money back for that bear spray. If the guy, <laughs> if the other guy had to follow up with a gun, then that bear spray is just not worth Probably it. Probably wouldn't have done it. So then, and then today, we just got an alert on your phone. As we were walking in here that says, um, Idaho Fish and Game officers shoot and kill a 250-pound <gasps> black bear in Boise's North End. <laughs> like, I feel like we now live in bear country. In the city. It's ridiculous. Just walking down Harrison Boulevard. Just I don't know. I don't know what it's doing. Smoky. But I'm no longer safe here. <laughs> no, you're going to have to move. I don't like to camp. My biggest fear, I like camping, but I have such a fear that a bear is going to come after me at night. I know. I don't, it's just, it's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous, but. I, 
Now I'm starting to think maybe it's not that crazy. I I don't think it is. (laughs) I've always been scared. Do you remember in our youth, there were the Yosemite murders? So Mm. in Yosemite National Park, there was a serial killer going around, like attacking people in their tents. When we were like in high school, maybe, I don't remember. But that was like real to me. But a bear is probably more realistic. You know, I've always felt like it's a little bit crazy that we go out in the middle of nature in a public place (laughs) and we sleep in a tent. So we have one thin sheet of fabric. (laughs) I know. And we're just going to trust that we can go to sleep and somebody isn't going to rob, steal, pillage. Y'all give me a hard time for not locking my doors during the day. Yet millions of Americans sleep in tents. Sleep in tents. Just right out. I mean, if I were For a serial killer, why wouldn't you go to a campground? Yeah. I mean, that is such an easy no opportunity. Protection. It's very weird that very we do that weird. as recreation. Yeah, it is. For fun. It is. Um, so the night after we went on our big hike in Island Park, I we were watching the LuLaRoe <laughs> documentary, yeah. which is ridiculous. <gasps> You what have was it to called? watch it. Lula Rich. Lula Rich. It's on Amazon Prime. Highly recommend. It is insane. So I'm laying in the chair watching it, and I'm dozing, dozing, dozing. And I, I fall asleep, and I have this dream that we're walking. Because on the hike, it was like this, you know, the trail. And in my dream, there's a bear walking behind me, and it breathes on my neck. Oh. And in lo- in real life, I jumped, remember I jumped up out of the chair, like I sat up really quick oh, and yeah. cu- like gasped because in my dream, there was, there was this bear breathing down my neck and we all laughed because it was like, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. One of those starts. Yeah. She sits up and she's breathing hard. <laughs> so then that night we all go to bed. And, um, so Brooke of course is in her own suite. Everyone's she's, mad at me for, because I'm she, like- ha- you know, she's too good to sleep on the community what bunk house? We have a bunk house with multiple beds. I'm like, guys, can I? I just want my own room. I have a headache. Oh, okay, princess, you go have your own room. So in the bunk room, bunk house, there's me and Robin and Heather and Brenda. Brenda, because oh, and Natalie was sleeping in her own room as well. So I go to sleep that night, and I'm having nightmares. Like it was my day for nightmare, my night for nightmares. Anyway, I have this horrific dream that. A person who shall not be named is lighting my damn house on fire. And in my dream, he's throwing lighter fluid on the floor and and he has a match in his hand. And so in my dream, but he was possessed was in my dream. I was going to say there was something demonic. He was possessed, and which was causing him to do all these bizarre things. And why he was there and why, anyway, it doesn't matter. But... I jump up out of bed, like sit straight up and start yelling, he's going to light the house on fire. And I'm screaming it. (laughs) And then I follow up by reciting the Lord's Prayer. So it's pitch dark in this room. And I'm like, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Okay, I'm not Catholic. I, why do I know the Lord's Prayer? I know, that's and what why I am I reciting it at will yeah. in the middle of this dream? So Heather, Brenda, and Robin wake up to... <laughs> Jamie's screaming and reciting the Lord's Prayer. Yikes. <laughs> Terrifying. And and then and like I didn't just wake up. Usually like the jump up would wake me up, but no, it was like I was going hard. Yeah. And finally Robin like had to shake me and wake me up. <laughs> so anyway, it was bizarre, super scary. So the next night, guess who sleeps in the bunk room? Bunk house, whatever. You? 
Who? I don't know. <laughs> me. And Robin slept with me because she, of course, couldn't just leave me. Everybody else slept in their own room. <laughs> Heather and Brenda took yes. their own room? They both took their own rooms that night. You know, I don't blame them. I'm like, I slept thank so you. good that whole weekend. I got yeah. home and Aaron's like, did you guys stay up late all night? Are you so tired? I'm like, dude, mm. we went to bed at like 11. <laughs> we were pretty tired. We were like old ladies. Like, guys, it's getting pretty late. It was nice, though. It, it was. was. A good, I it slept was like, in. Mm. You guys woke me up by singing You Are My Sunshine. You did. You I had did. to pretend like I wasn't mad. You, I know. I know. <laughs> I knew going in <laughs> what I was up against. But it was good. It was a good weekend. It was a fun so, weekend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are we talking about now that the podcast is over? Well, we, we thought since it's my day of my birth, we would talk about birth. Birth stories, birth-related stories, mm-hmm. birth control, mm-hmm. birth everything. Except we're not talking about mucus plugs. Ooh, that was last we week. got that out of the way last week. Yeah. So um, my first submission okay. is a woman who says, Hey guys, so this is kind of silly, but my sister is really mad at me. Um, my She's 29, her sister is 35. Her, my sister recently had a baby girl, and the baby came out still in the sack, and the doctor had to rip it open. Lindsay's calling me. Hey, Lindsay. Um, my sister, boop. The doctor had to rip it open a little to let the baby out. It was really cool to see, and everyone was happy and healthy. Whoa, 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 whoa. It comes out of the vagina in the sack Yeah, still. her water didn't break. <gasps> so she literally gives birth to a baby in a bag of water. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know. I think it's super cool. I think it's terrifying. <laughs> so the baby, like, I'm, like, it's not breathing or anything. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's just swimming around. Just, like, gilling in there. Swim, swimming with the gills. Okay. So everything's fine. The baby, the doctor has to rip open the bag. We were all seeing the baby a few days later and talking about the birthing experience when I jokingly said that technically she laid an egg. (laughs) Well, my sister didn't find it funny and said, I'm not an effing chicken and is still mad at me. Our mom said I was being insensitive because she's still exhausted slash recovering and to give her space. So am I the asshole? I thought it was funny. She literally birthed a a human in a bag. (laughs) No. A soft-shelled egg. I'd be telling everybody oh about it. Oh, my gosh. That is nuts. I think it's super cool. Yeah, get over it. I know. Like, you've just been through delivering a baby, and you're really going to be upset I about... Know. I'd be telling everybody. My yeah. baby came out still in the bag of water. Like, that's super... I remember when I gave birth to the placenta. Ooh. That's not something people tell you, that you're going to have to push that out. Push that whole sucker out. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah. I thought I was done, and suddenly it's like, one more push, and I'm like, what the Why? hell? Do I have another baby in there? What is imagine imagine being pregnant back in the day when you didn't know if you were having <gasps> twins. Oh yeah. And you push it out and like, oh What's happening? here we go. Yeah. Ugh. Or I've heard sometimes that happens even today. True. If you have like a would be weird. I'm fascinated by those I didn't know I was pregnant stories. Yeah. Ooh, we should have done some we of those. We could do some of those. I went to a high school with a girl who quote unquote didn't know she was pregnant. I don't know if she really didn't or you know, that's um, a whole thing. Too. Most people didn't know I was pregnant with Carly until I don't know two weeks before I had her. Which... Everyone knew I was pregnant because my nose was eight <laughs> times. I was pregnant in my nose. <laughs> it was huge. I'll post a picture of my face. <laughs> Honestly, it was like Bert from like from Sesame Street. Aww. 
My nose grew eight sizes. Um, My nose was dilated to a 10 <laughs> by the time I gave birth, and I don't the know baby why. baby wouldn't come out, but... No. I would go out in public, and people would be like, are you about... Are you nine months? I'm like, I'm like five. Okay, I just found out I was pregnant. I just took the test. <laughs> I was massive. My butt was massive. Everything. I'm going to need to see pictures of this. I mean. I can't imagine. Oh, gosh. The, ba- the everything bagels on a daily basis didn't <laughs> help. I'd go to Blue Sky Bagel, and I think I've told that. Yeah. They, they knew my order. They knew what you wanted. Um, so that reminds me, I was looking on a thread, Reddit thread. Is that what they call them? Mm-hmm. Call them? Thread? Sure. Anyway, whatever. And it was talking about things that people don't share about pregnancy, or like when you see pregnancy on TV, like how they glorify it, yeah. and they don't really talk about the bad things. So I'm going to read you a few, and then I've added my own okay. here. Um, a lady put, I went up a shoe size and had to start wearing glasses. Oh. Um, I became lactose intolerant and lost all my hair. Ooh. <laughs> Which, been there. You do lose your hair. You lose, yeah. It's ter- I remember going to the um, get my hair cut, like, right after I had one of my babies. And she combed, you know, they wash your hair and she combed it back. And I was like, <gasps> yeah. I was completely bald on the sides. It was horrifying. Oh, that does happen. Um, this lady said it completely destroyed my mental health. <laughs> This lady, this lady says, my sister was neurotic after having a baby. Now she's like a shadow of her former self. Oh my god! I'm laughing. Um, I can't stay up late anymore. I need more sleep. My hair is thin. My skin isn't as clear, and my ADHD is out of control. Oh. And then I, I mean, that is mild. I added a few other things that okay. possibly could be a side effect, a result of pregnancy. Um, stretch marks, loose skin, weight gain. Weak bladder and vagina muscles, varicose <laughs> veins, hemorrhoids, cavities, higher risk of developing Alzheimer's. Cavities? Yeah, like it weakens Tooth the... Tooth cavity? Uh-huh. Well, that's it, from throwing up. Yeah, side yeah. effect of pregnancy. Yeah, definitely. Um, risk, higher risk of developing Alzheimer's, prolapsed uterus, blood clots, hormone imbalance, depression, reflux. Jeez. Higher risk of coronary and cardiovascular disease with like <gasps> more than six kids. There's a correlation. Oh. Arrhythmia, placental abruption, obstetric fistula, oh my God. hemorrhage, a broken tailbone. Hemorrhoids? Anemia. Hemorrhoids. I got those. It, not not <laughs> in that list. I already said that. I may have one or two. I don't know. Um, <laughs> broken tailbone, anemia, scarring, back injury, bleeding gums, incontinence, high blood pressure, increased facial hair, <gasps> yeast infections, constipation, and water retention. Wow. Yeah. The fact that any of us are here. Yeah. When my dad was in respiratory school, any existing condition, like anything that would be considered an exacerbating condition, mm-hmm. pregnancy was always on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then this one lady said on there too, I had one child and that's it. 10 years later, I still get asked when, when I am having another. I always answer, I will not do that to myself <laughs> ever again. And then people tell me I'm selfish. It's a miracle right? that we do, though. I know. After my first, my first birth was traumatic. Mm-hmm. I honestly think I had a little bit of PTSD from having her. I was in labor for like 18 hours, mm-hmm. pushed for three hours, puked her out. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've told that story. I don't think you have on. I don't. I mean, I know that story. I but. never know if we've talked about it because we also if had so, our... just forward. You're fine. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Basically, I was throwing up and they had given me the IV that stops you from having nausea. Mm-hmm. And it kind of had worn off, and I had been pushing for three hours. Aye. And finally, I, the nurse was like, nothing's happening. She was sideways. It was the most horrific labor. Mm-hmm. And the nurse had left the room. The doctor wasn't even there because it was so not happening. 
And suddenly I get nauseous again and I sit up and start throwing up. And somehow the pressure of the throwing up was the right amount of pushing. And the baby starts coming out. And my mom and Aaron are the only ones in the room. And my mom was like, what is happening? And I'm like, I feel like I'm- (laughs) Close your legs. Yeah, (laughs) literally like hold it in. And so my mom runs out in the hall, gets the nurse. The nurse is like, oh, this is happening. And so I threw up and she came out and the doctor wasn't there. And my gosh, it was horrific. And then it was right after Christmas. So my parents then wanted to like give us our Christmas gifts. And I remember being like, like, say thank you. Pretend to be happy, like pretend to be grateful, pretend to be happy because I was such a zombie. Mm -hmm. Even when they handed me the baby, I didn't have that moment of, Oh my gosh, I love this baby so much. I was like, like, dear God, you animal. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Kind kind of. Yeah. Like, I couldn't think. I couldn't love. I couldn't communicate. All I wanted to do was sleep. Mm -hmm. I was so exhausted and I think traumatized. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the next day, I think it was the next day or that night, they gave us presents and they gave us a video camera and all the stuff so we could document Mm -hmm. before smartphones. And I remember it was probably four days later that I was finally like, oh, I love my, like, that's when I finally bonded with her. Mm -hmm. Because I think I was so traumatized from her birth. Oh, yeah. Not that I was mad at her. I just couldn't, like. But I don't think people realize how much trauma Mm -hmm. that can potentially be. And then when I went into labor with Deacon, I was, like, PTSD. Like, I had Mm -hmm. a panic attack. I was like, I can't do this again. And then it was the easiest birth. Right. Which I think is like, that's like the silver line. I don't know. Like after you've had a horrific delivery, Mm -hmm. because that's how I, with Lincoln's was, I was, I I did have PTSD with Lincoln because it was so horrific. And then when I, my whole pregnancy with Lainey, like I couldn't think about it too much or I would make myself sick with worry. And I mean, I was a wreck in Mm -hmm. fear of going into labor again because it was so bad. It was so scary. It was so bad. And, but I don't think, I mean, I think. That's something that that men can't understand and don't ever understand, like the trauma. Like right. I remember getting pregnant with Lainey and being like, "She's got to come out now. I have to do like that at again. some point. Yeah. She is going to have like there is no way around this, right? And Bright was nine three, and Lincoln was nine pounds, was wasn't eight nine? Yeah. So it it is, but yeah. it took so long with Bright. I was so I went into labor with her. Anyone from Boise remembers the two thousand seven Fiesta Bowl. It was a huge deal. We played like Oklahoma and we won and it was this last minute trick move. So I think it went into double overtime. So I went into labor during this football game. Mm -hmm. So we're odd friend's house. Aaron's watching. Everyone's watching. I'm having contractions. I'm like, I don't, should we go to the hospital? But remember with your first baby, they tell you to wait as long as you can. Mm -hmm. So we waited as long as possible. I'm walking up and down the stairs. I'm timing my contractions and Aaron's like, you got to hold off, babe. Like, we've uh, got to see that. We got to watch game. this game. Yeah. And so finally, I think we went home after the game. I did the whole bathtub thing. You know, you tried as long as you can. Mm-hmm. We finally got to the hospital, I think, at like 2 in the morning. And there were still people in the streets, like, cheering. Oh, wow. All the nurses were, like, in their Bronco colors. They were like, you should name the baby, like... Something after the Broncos. <laughs> Bronco. Like, Name it Baby Horse. Not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even don't even care. But, and then I didn't have her until like three the next day. So it was 
the next afternoon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was a long, long labor. Mm-hmm. So the next one with Deacon, Aaron thought it was going to be another... 20 hours. You know, 20 hours. <laughs> yeah. So I went into labor shopping. It was the day before Easter. My mom was in town, I think because I can't remember if she was in town knowing I was going to have the baby soon. And then my sister Tammy was in town on the way back from spring break. She had been in Oregon with her in-laws. So she just happened to be in town. And so her husband, my dad, and Aaron were retiling our kitchen. And we were shopping for bridesmaids dresses for my little sister Lindsay's wedding. So we were going to a bunch of Targets trying to find these specific dresses in everyone's sizes. And I start going into labor. And I'm like, I think I'm having contractions. My mom's like, can we just go to one more Target? (laughs) Yes, absolutely we should. Let's do that. (laughs) So we go to one more Target. And I'm like, I can't go in because in the last one I was having contractions walking around. I'm like, I'm just going to wait in the car. (laughs) (laughs) And I think Tammy stayed in the car with me. I'm timing my contractions. They're down to like six minutes apart. So I go home and I'm timing them. I'm like, I think I need to go. And this is when I had my panic attack. Mm -hmm. We go to the hospital and things progressed pretty quick. They gave me the epidural. My water broke. I felt like I needed to push. Well, Erin was like, I'm going to go. Tammy wants me to come pick her up so she can come be here. And I was fine with that. I'm like, my mom, Tammy, Erin, like that's my limit, but that's fine. So she, because I was there when she had her last baby, Nora, who's just older than Bright. Yeah. So he goes to get her. He stops for a damn burrito. (laughs) I would have divorced him right there. The man (laughs) gets Mexican food on the way. So my water breaks. I'm like, I think I need to push. Nobody's there. The nurse is like, well, you were just at a three. I'm like, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll just tell my vagina. (laughs) To wait. Yeah. Okay, uterus, but you know, you Cervix, get Cervix, all of the Baby, above. everything. So finally, she checks me. She's like, oh, you're like at a 10 plus. Didn't know that was a thing. And nobody's there. The doctor's not there. Aaron's not there. He's eating a damn burrito from Beto's. Oh gosh, I would kill. So fi- they call the doctor. He's on his way back. Finally, they get back. And I'm like literally having this baby. So. Oh I, I kind of remember Aaron in the corner eating the burrito, but I don't, I don't know if that's a real memory or, not. or if that was just your anger manifesting. But then he had jaundice because he was in the birth canal for an hour. Is that what causes jaundice? It can because the bruising on his, oh. he had all these bruising on his face, faces, his one face. His one face or two. <laughs> that one face he has. <laughs> and then he had jaundice and it was an awful, he was in the hospital for like a week. But. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah, it's, um, it is not... For the week. It is not. It is not for the week at all. Um, speaking of who you had in the room with you, how do you feel about having multiple people? No. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my comfort level. Not my, well, so with my first two, okay, with my first daughter, I had, my mom and my sister were there. Okay. And then my ex and his mom was there. Okay. But I, you know, we, you know, I was very close with his mom. And so it was not like a, wait, this is with your first with my oldest. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then with Carly, it was just the only extra people that were in there were, um, besides me mm-hmm. and my ex was my mom and my sister. So my mom and my sister were in both, yeah. um, which was fine. But you know, part of that was I was 18, right? I was 18 and 20 when I had my oldest two. 
And I was, I mean, I just was terrified. I mean, I was a baby. Right. So I think. I was 28 with my first and I was terrified. Yeah. And so then I think with my, then with my other kids after that, I didn't have anybody else in the room, but. Just your husband. uh, Yeah. And then just, well, actually with Lainey, Jake's mom was in there with Lainey. Mm. Um, And, but I was very like, I just felt like, I feel like sometimes things that should be between couples Mm -hmm. have become so I mean like just like the um what's it called when they do the gender reveal right like I feel like that like that's such a I don't know like that's between that's a personal thing and everything has become so you know with social media we have to reveal our child to the whole free world and and I just was like I don't you know I was not a thing when we yeah I don't want somebody else in there Mm -hmm. and you know and I felt like that my labors I mean Katie was fine. Lincoln or Cooper's was kind of tough because he was posterior. Mm. So it was a lot of pushing and a lot of, I mean, yeah, that was a hard delivery. And then, you know, Lincoln's was, uh, Lincoln's, Lincoln's would have terrified. I mean, Lincoln's terrified the doctor. Didn't he come out with bloody eyes? He, well, I, yeah, he did. I mean, I start to finish, I had him within one hour and I was sent home in the meantime from the (gasps) hospital. And they told me I wasn't in labor. And Whoa. I'm like, I'm telling you, baby number five, yeah. that I know what I'm doing here. Listen to the mother. But he, and then when I when I went back in, um, the doctor or the nurse was like, oh, you know, you're not very dilated. So we'll check you in 10 minutes. And I mean, in 10 minutes, I said to Jake, you got to find somebody. Like, I'm pushing. I oh cannot wait. And I was crowning. And I mean, it was so fast that it broke all the blood vessels in his head and face. Oh. So his face, looked, he looked like a plum. That's scary. Um, but it was too fast to have like an epidural. It was too fast. It was too fast to get anything. And but it and it was so. Were you in a bed? Yes. Okay. Um, but it was so fast that it was the pain was like oh, unreal intense. because it he just like blew through the birth canal right. and then he was almost nine pounds and oh. But poor you know Jake. <laughs> was that like, was his first baby. He's like I didn't know. I mean he was great during the delivery but afterwards he was like I there were moments that I didn't know if I should laugh or cry <laughs> because it was so I mean like I was having contractions and like raging and swearing and yeah. like whatever and then it'd go away and I'd be like oh I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I don't mean to be the crazy person but gosh damn it this is so bad. <laughs> it was it was like what you see on the movies of psycho yeah. deliveries that was totally me um, but then with Lainey, so I, I mean, I had PTSD cause I've never, I mean, I did not know that you could have pain like that. Right. But then with Lainey, I worked all day. I just was feeling a little off, went into the ER and they're like, you're at a five, let's go have a baby. They gave me an epidural, never felt a contraction. Ugh. One hour later, she, I mean, I went into the hospital at five. She was born at seven. My hair looked great. My makeup was fine. Jake was in a nice press suit and tie. Oh, wow. I mean, it was like, it could not have been more yeah. like you know, here's a, ch- like, it didn't even, it like, a- like somebody pulled her out from underneath the bed and just handed her to me. <laughs> but his mom was in there, had come to the hospital when she found out we were actually, you know, going over and having the baby. And she knew that I didn't want people in there, but it was so smooth that I'm like, it was so, like, it meant so much to her that yeah. I'm like, just, you're, you're fine to yeah. stay. Cause it was like, you know, it was like baking a cookie. It wasn't like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. But I'm not a big fan. I got induced with Piper, so they gave me the epidural because she was breech and posterior Mm -hmm. and then tried to come out hand first. Oh, Yeah. The doctor was like, 
do you know the yoga position downward dog? That's <laughs> what your child is in. No, he's like, that's what I'm going to need you to oh, get in. Oh, jeez. I'm like, A, I've never done it naked. So not sure I'm so comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> and no. But he had to pinch her hand. He had to reach up, pinch her hand so that she would pull it back so that I wasn't laboring on it. Mm -hmm. Because if you contract and they have their hand sticking out, then they'll they yeah. be born with a crippled hand. Oh, geez. So he's like, but you're going to need to get in this position so that she stays that way. <laughs> Talk about humbling and like, right, being in touch with your... I mean, you learn a lot about a person your, during delivery. Your dignity goes gone so far out the window. So far, so fast. And there's a piece of it you never get back. Mm -mm. No. That's motherhood. I remember trying to nurse in the hospital too, and the nurse trying to walk me through it. And I'm like, can you please just grab my boob and <laughs> just do it? Make it work. She's like, position it this way. I'm like, you do it. Just <laughs> grab my boob and do it. I don't care. <laughs> You're like, aren't, aren't I paying enough for this? Yeah. Please just. Breastfeed my child. I know. Um, I sent you a meme last night of a woman who the husband's family wanted a family picture in, oh, the, yes, labor, I saw. in the labor and delivery room. And her face looks like she just. Her eyes are crossed. Yeah. Yeah. That, you need to post that. Put that okay. on our page. Okay. But I, yeah, these people who, who like agree to like agree to let people in the delivery room that they mm -hmm. don't really want. Like you're not for me. No. I wanted my mom to be my advocate because I knew I didn't know what I was doing and I'm yeah. not going to self-advocate. And my husband really is probably wouldn't either. Mm -hmm. So I needed my mom to go mother bear, which she right. did. She was like, someone needs to come in here and catch this baby. Yeah. So she was good. Yeah. So I, I just am not, and I just think it's like, there are some things that should be um, that are just a little bit more intimate, a little more sacred, a little bit more, you know, and to each their own. Cause yeah. for some people it's like, that's your, those are your people. And I love my people, but I just don't want them in there while I'm up in stirrups. Right. You know, I was there when Lindsay had her baby and I remember the nurse. So I was like, I can either, you know, you have to have someone to hold your leg mm -hmm. up. She's like, you can either be up here or you can watch. And I was like, what, what do you want? And she goes, I promise you. If you watch the baby come out, you're not going to look at your sister and see vagina for the rest of your life. Do you? No. Okay. It does. It's so far removed from that. And I honestly, it was like the coolest thing ever. Okay. So. I, I see you gagging. I'm gagging right now. But it I, was honestly like there's nothing. I am there's squeezing nothing, my legs shut. Know, right? You are. <laughs> sliding off of this chair. You're doing like clenching. Kegels. I am. This chair is. Okay. <laughs> There's just not, and I, I don't know. I, I've been there for Lindsay's, Heather's, and Tammy's. I have not been ever. I love it. Um, but I remember going if in. If I had another baby, and Abby's. I was there when Abby's youngest, our friend Abby. Yeah. Well, I, when I was in labor with my oldest, and part of this may, no, no, it had nothing to do with my age. They asked me if I wanted a damn mirror. <gasps> And I said, mm -hmm. I want a mirror about as much as I want to crawl off this table and deliver it myself. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. No. Or when they ask if you want to reach down and pull it out. No. I'm paying you I'd for stay a home reason. If that's what I wanted. <laughs> no, I know. And uh, all I can imagine is watching that, I would be clenched so tight. <laughs> you wouldn't push. <laughs> that you would get nothing out. <laughs> I, you know, The minute it started to come out, I'd suck it back in. <laughs> If that's possible. That is, I can't, I, no, no, no. Oh and gosh. I'm just, okay, 
It reminds me of something I have here for you. Let me okay. read this to you. Okay. <laughs> this made me laugh. Um, so this lady writes, I'm terrified of having a baby. Like mm-hmm. the pregnancy and delivery are absolutely horrifying for me to imagine. <laughs> but my husband has been dropping hints for about a year now saying that he's ready. Well, I finally told him I was ready too. And a few days ago, we had our first serious conversation about it. We're both, we were both super excited, but now the reality of having, having a baby has sunk in. Mm. <laughs> so stupid. Tonight, I tried to convince my husband to learn a little bit about pregnancy with me by watching a birthing video. Ooh. Ooh. And then she puts in parentheses, I know, my bad. <laughs> he freaked out, leading to a huge fight about how I'm too demanding and emotional because it freaked him out. Okay. Um, and he said, if you're going to act like this, maybe we shouldn't have kids. <laughs> he said that to her? Yes, because he couldn't. the video was too much. Uh-huh. She said, this broke my heart. I feel like I'm finally ready, but suddenly he's backing out and coming up with an excuse not to do it. I'm ready to have kids, but I know I need a lot more emotional support than I'm currently receiving. I know it's not about me, but I, uh, but I am, oh my gosh, why can't I talk? <laughs> but am I just asking too much? Okay, so the part that, that re- I mean, do not show your husband the miracle of life video. No. And do not watch it. No. Do not get pregnant and then sit and watch how that, like. That is the last thing you should that do. That is like watching a zombie apocalypse. I mean, do why would anybody watch that? Giving birth is something you should kind of not, per, like you Mm-mm. should go in. Go in cold. Because you can't reverse it. But to traumatize yourself before you even do it? Okay, they should show that in high schools yes. to scare kids into to using protection. I remember one time I was home from school. My mom worked, and so I was watching Oprah, mm-hmm. and I was home alone. I, you know how I feel about Oprah. Which saddens my well, soul. It's, it's one of the few things we can't agree on in life. Mm-hmm. And will not ever. I love her. I hate her. I love I hate Oprah. her. So I'm watching Oprah. And she says that she's going to show a live birth. Ugh. That they have a birth video and they're talking about, and she's going to show it. And if you don't feel comfortable watching the birth video to turn it off. I don't remember how old I was, but I called my mom at work. And I said, Oprah's going to show a birth. Should I watch it? And she's like, do you want to watch it? And I was like, no. And she's like, then, then don't. Then turn it off. Did you watch it? <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> it was just so funny that I called my mom like, yeah, what should I do? And I think I was like 16. Yeah, I it's just never. And, and again, it's I don't human. I think that for her husband, I mean, for a man here, this is me being sexist. They don't have to think about like they're there for your support or mm-hmm. to support you and be, you know, whatever. But like they can choose how far into that they want to go. Sure. Do I want to stand at the head of the bed or the foot of the bed? Yeah, they don't even need to look. No. No, but but to sit him down and force him to watch a savage human come busting out of a, uh, you know, I mean, that nobody wants to see that. No wonder he was terrified. Human. Seriously. And they come out and they're all bloody and goopy and, yeah. hey, I'm your kid. No, but of course he's terrified and is rethinking it. <laughs> Hey, I'm your kid. <laughs> hey, Dad. Ugh. And they take over our boobs. Everything. They if take that every- wasn't enough. Yeah, they take everything over. So I have one from someone who didn't want anyone in the room. So she says, as the birth of our son approached, we handled the family requests. Both moms wanted to be in the room. We said no. Both dads wanted first photo with the baby, but we said no until they agree. 
Both families wanted to be at the hospital to see our son, but we said no. Then we agreed to host a gathering on Tuesday where both families get to see our son at the same time for the first time. No pics, posts, or video calls until then since I needed to recover. So it sounds like they did a good job of setting boundaries. Like, this is what I want. Everything was going well when it started when Phil, I'm guessing that's her husband, when Phil secretly took a picture of our son and sent it to his family. It blew up. Everybody tagged everybody on Facebook. Mom and family saw not only the pictures, but posts my in-laws made saying, we won in the end. (gasps) Or our grandson chose us. And one dash zero, like one point for us, zero, zero points for, for them. Uh-huh. Mother-in-law lied about taking the picture herself at the hospital. Mom called crying, saying Phil leaked and shared picture of our son and violated the agreement both families had made. Dad said on top of the defeat, they had to deal with the propaganda and emotional stress from the in-laws. I was fuming. I asked Phil if he sent his family a picture of our son hours ago, and he jokingly said, um, yesn't. I blew up at him saying we hadn't we had had an agreement and my family respected it, but his family was humiliating my family, ruining their joy and robbing the fact or rubbing the fact that they got to be the first to see our son in their face. <laughs> so anyway, the husband was saying they were just over dramatic and it became well, that, a big that is that's shady. Right? Shame on them. To make the birth of your grandchild into a competition with the in-laws. And also for your for his wife, who has just undergone, I mean, and imagine it's 33 seconds after you have a baby, like the emotions cool. and the, like, you're so sensitive, you're so emotional, you're so, like, your hormones are raging. They are and then out to have, of control. have him do something like that that is immediately going to be hurt feelings right out of the chute. That is, what, shame on him. Yeah. And his parents. Family drama is about the last Oh my thing gosh, it's stupid. You need. Yeah. And so I have another one. Um, well, I have so many about husbands, like, either kind of acting like it's not that big of a deal if they're there or if they're, like, and I can't decide which one to read. One of them, the girl said, if you're not there, so he wanted to go to his sister's bridal shower or baby shower and potentially miss the birth. Oh. And she, so her, the woman was pregnant and her sister-in-law was pregnant at the same time. And he wants to go to his sister's baby shower. Yeah. Does he know that baby showers aren't generally for the yeah, men? Yeah, it's usually a woman thing. Mm-hmm. And she says, if you miss the birth of our baby, I'm not giving him your last name. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeping it. Do it. Do it. So then this one. Um, I have to say after my, so Jake and I had been arguing, not arguing, um, I think I've talked about this before, about we were disagreeing about Lincoln's middle name. Oh, yeah. And he wanted it to be Lincoln Russell because right. that his dad and his grandfather and whatever. I wanted it to be Lincoln Jacob after Jake. Yeah. And we fought and, I mean, you know, just disagreed and disagreed and disagreed. And after such a grueling labor, when they, you know, they bring in your, the paper for you to fill out for the birth certificate, I was like, I don't even care. Ugh, yeah. Just whatever. I was so spent that... um it was like I, I totally given up that fight. You give up every, you know what, whatever. Everything. I didn't even ask if he was a girl or a boy, and I didn't know what he was. Oh my god! I did not even know. And I, after the doctor's like, so do you want to know? <gasps> oh, weird. I guess. I mean, I was just so. Why emotionally, didn't you find out? Just for fun. 
just because like we didn't want to exciting yeah yeah I always thought that would be cool but I didn't have the self-control yeah so we didn't find out with him but it was like after that delivery it was like the second he was finally out it's like my whole body just shut down I just was yeah done but yeah okay so I, I have I have another one that it's just so weird and I keep thinking how do people like this exist <laughs> so she says my husband loves me and I love him he is a distant and private person to everyone his mom was having health problems and I didn't even know until weeks later when I spoke to her I asked him how she was doing later and he said he didn't know that's just how he deals with things he doesn't want to get personal with anyone we share hobbies and can have a good conversation as long as they're not too personal it can be off-putting but I genuinely I genuinely do enjoy his company Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Marry him. Yeah. Why don't you marry him and see if you can make a life with him? Sure. Jump to this last week. I'm pregnant and went into labor. It was only a few days before my due date, so nothing concerning. I tried to call his work, but his phone went right to voicemail because he was in a meeting. I text him. Still no answer. I waited a half hour and tried again. Still couldn't get through. My labor was getting further along, so I called a friend to get a ride to the hospital. By the time my husband checked his phone at the end of the workday, I had already given birth to our daughter. (gasps) Everything was very straightforward, no complications. We were ready to leave by the next morning. My husband is upset with me, though, saying I should have come by his work to tell him it was time. But he's always been distant about work. I know what department he works in, but not where his office is. It would have been awkward. My husband told me what I did was unforgivable. He hasn't called me an asshole, but he has said I am a horrible person for denying him the joy of seeing our daughter born. So she's saying, who, who's... Well, excuse me as I'm giving birth to a human being. Let me just pop in your office. Right. Let me try a little bit harder to tell you I'm in labor. Yeah. Let me go out of my way and potentially birth in a cab <laughs> yeah. to let you know that it's time. I feel like for the last month of pregnancy, the dad is like... Should be on, like, have your phone. and Get a burner cell phone, get a pager get a personal assistant you need yeah that is on you because in that moment the last thing I'm worried about are my husband's feelings right right and not because I'm a jerk but just because you know bigger things and she's like I feel like I just would have embarrassed him if I'd gone into his office oh I'm sorry okay and is it weird that she doesn't know where his office is does he not have a secretary I feel like it's something shady something is weird something is shady yeah, it's Can on you imagine him. being married and just like not talking about any like no, not getting deep about anything like the to the point where you feel awkward trying too hard to tell him that you're in labor. Yeah, that would that's be so bizarre. weird. That is nuts. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's not on her. That's on him. Mm-hmm. He sounds like a piece of work. Anyway. Yeah, he does. Um, here's one for you that is kind of sorry. My kid is texting me right now. Speaking of glorious little lives that we bring into this world. <laughs> um, so this one is about, <laughs> this one is loosely related, but I just think it's nuts. And so I want to read it. Yay. <clears throat> it says, I have a huge birth control dilemma. I almost died during my last pregnancy and had multiple severe postpartum issues on top of an emergency C-section. Mm. I was on birth control, but had to go off of it two weeks ago because I had blood clots in my lungs due to the hormones. I'm allergic to copper. So an IUD is out. Getting a tubal is also not recommended because of the risk of blood clots with surgery, and I already have a strong family history of that anyway. My husband husband will not get snipped because he is not sure he is done having kids if he were to become a young widower. Oh. 
wow. He doesn't trust that a vasectomy is as reversible as they say, and he won't risk being the 1% that might experience chronic groin pain. So we haven't stopped fighting about this. How would you feel if your husband said, look, I'm just holding out in case you die. I may want more kids with my new wife. Wow. I don't understand um, our culture, and I think, I don't know if it's the whole world, where really the birth control is on the woman. Like, let's give the men a little bit more responsibility, especially when you're done having kids. I've gone through all of it. Yeah, I, I've already had my body ruined. I already have chronic groin pain <laughs> from carrying and creating Right, humans. my groin will never be the same. Like, you take that, you know, 1% risk that yeah. you might have a cramp. You get a bag of frozen peas, you stick it on your boys for 24 hours, yeah. and you're fine. In your outpatient surgery that you can do on your lunch break. Yeah. But that's a separate issue from thinking that you might want more kids. Yeah. I mean, Ooh. like... I wonder how old they are. I don't know. but and, and it sounds like, I mean, obviously she had complications, but they have a child. Yeah. But... I just feel like that's a whole other level. Oh yeah, just say well, just in you know, just in case you die. Yeah, I want um, you know, just want to be able to keep my options open. <laughs> Got to spread my seed a little further across this land. There was a doctor where in my hometown, Idaho Falls, who was a fertility doctor mm -hmm. who was implanting women with his own sperm. <gasps> oh, that's right. Did you hear about that? Yes. This whole like spread my seed thing that some men have is so very creepy it's to me. like yeah oh yeah that is too much mm -hmm. too much and typically the people who are obsessed with having their seed spread are <laughs> the guys who who should not ever spread any seed anywhere no mm -mm. ever get a little pest control on that <laughs> a lot weed killer <laughs> kill those seeds well no and what maybe what she ought to say is you know what that's fine but we just will not have sex sure you know what? That's cool. I'm not going to risk my life, you know, yeah. to, so we just won't have sex. Cool. When I went on Accutane, you have to have like multiple forms of birth control because mm -hmm. if you have a baby on Accutane, it's really, really bad. Yeah. A, we had to do in vitro with all our babies, but they're like, that's not enough. And I'm like, can I just pledge abstinence for six months? <laughs> Did they say, uh, no. She's like, are you going to be abstinent? For I'm like, probably not. <laughs> when I was on Accutane years ago, I had my uterus cauterized. That oh. was after I had my, yeah, and they still made Same. me do a birth, con birth Same. a pregnancy test. I had had, so my husband, we, I don't, too, too much. Too to much, share. too much. Sorry, Aaron. We had to do in vitro. Also, I had an ablation and tubes tight. They, they put, yeah. What's it called? And then I did get it in your tubes. Uh-huh. An ablation. Yeah. And still. Yep. Still, you have to take a survey and, and vow to you use have to condoms. Come in every month for yeah. a pregnancy test. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Were you were you like a crazy person when you were pregnant? I don't see you mm -hmm. as being like I, I, I didn't really mind either. being pregnant. I was emotional and I was sick. So the sickness I think made me more crazy than the pregnancy itself. Uh -huh. Like the hormones I don't think made me go crazy, but I was so sick that sometimes I would have mental breakdowns over like if the if people didn't do their dishes, mm -hmm. AKA my husband, or like I would have a mental breakdown over that because the smell would make me sick. Yeah. But I don't feel like I was ever like irrational or 
Like I had some crazy dreams for sure. Oh, I had great dreams when I was pregnant. I had some very vivid dreams. But this this man writes in and says his wife is early in her pregnancy. He says she's been having a rough time with morning sickness. She's normally the sweetest person in the world, but lately she's been understandably irrational. Last week, we were out getting our morning coffee. She specifically asked for soy milk in her latte since it's easier on the stomach. However, the barista made a mistake and used whole milk instead of soy. My wife had a taste, and it was like a switch flipped in her brain. <laughs> she started screaming at the barista calling her an idiot and demanding she remake it. People were starting to look, so I tried to hold her back and quietly told her that we should leave and go get coffee elsewhere. She wasn't having it and turned on me and said, I'm pregnant with your child. Why are you not backing me up? I responded, yes, the barista screwed up. It doesn't matter if you're pregnant. You cannot talk to people that way. My wife stormed out and has been super cold to me ever since for two days. Her family has also been messaging me saying what an asshole I am for not being supportive of her. <laughs> But when I told my friends what happened, they seemed to be split on opinion. What do you think? Well, I think just because you're pregnant, you can't be. Don't don't be a jerk to people. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's an innocent mistake. And I'm sure the girl was probably like, oh, let me fix that. Sure. Um, but what do you think about him backing her up or not? Well, but I think if you're making a scene and acting like a psycho, <laughs> that maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe at some point you have, like, if, like as a husband or as a friend, you have to be like, you know what? You need to slow your roll. Let's just leave. Let's yep, diffuse. it put the coffee down and back out of the building. Yeah. I wonder if I was a psycho and I've blocked it. See, that's what I'm wondering too. If like, I was, I pr I remember crying a lot, but I don't. I don't know. Um, I just didn't. Oh, we're almost at Travis. <laughs> Is somebody here at four? Okay. Okay. I'll hurry. We'll hurry. Um, I just remember, like, I was actually really good pregnant. Yeah. I. I. Some people feel I, better. Pregnant. I felt fine. Um. But I had high-risk pregnancies. Oh. So I was always, like, I didn't make it very far. Mm. Um, so I was always on bed rest at the end, or I had preterm baby. Well, I always had early babies. But so it was like my body didn't necessarily, like, keeping the baby in was not my strong suit. But <laughs> I didn't, I was sick a little bit at first, but I was not really super sick. I was not, I never, yeah. I never really had, I don't know. But, I mean, I'm sure my husband might tell you that I was more irrational that and things like that. Maybe. but. I just was so happy to be pregnant because it was so hard to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then when I did feel sick, I almost felt like I couldn't complain. Yeah. Like I'm so, like I'm happy so lucky to, to have this. Yeah. Like I can't complain about all, any of the soreness or the aches or the, I remember feeling like Deacon was coming out at all times. Yeah. Like I had to sit like on a bag to, of ice all the time. Yeah. Like it hurt, but I'm like, I can't complain because I'm so happy to be pregnant. Yeah. Um, Okay, we're almost out of time, but I have one I have to share with you okay. because this is nuts. Um, this was actually, there was an article about this. Um, okay, so it says, uh, I don't think I'm going to tell you the title because it'll give it away. Okay, so there's a man talking about his experience with his parents and his wife and his newborn baby. Um, it says, the man explained that his parents have disliked his wife since the first day he introduced her to them. He said, I met my wife at a restaurant where she worked as a waitress. It took me a while to finally even become her boyfriend. He said, I introduced her to my parents, and they voiced out their disapproval after meeting her. My parents think that she's only using me to achieve her, like, American dream, like he was going to, you know, provide this great life for her. Um, I told them that I was very offended by their assumption. He said um, that when he proposed, her parents were thrilled, but his parents were gutted and refused to give their blessing. Like, I don't yeah. know what they had against this girl, um, but... You sound like snobs. Yeah, yeah. 
And because he was successful and she was a waitress that it, you know, was a money thing, whatever. Um, okay, because of this, they decided to elope. Two years later, they welcomed their first child. And two days after this, his parents got back in touch with them. Um, so the grandparents began to visit regularly. But one day he overheard something that left him furious. Um, he explains, my parents visit us regularly. And one day while my dad and mom were playing with the baby, my mom said something along the lines of, aren't you the cutest baby ever? I'm so glad to confirm that you are indeed my grandson. She didn't know I was around because she looked startled when I said, what is that supposed to mean? She tried to change the subject, but he, he refused to let it go. So he kept on and on her. Um, he said, she finally sat me down and apologized first before telling me that they had my son's DNA tested oh to make sure that he was mine. <gasps> um, I was speechless for a moment. And before I blew up from anger, I told my dad to give me my son and that they better leave before I lose whatever ounce of respect I had left for them. My mom was very apologetic and said it's because they don't trust my wife and that our son looks nothing like me. Um, furiously, he told them to leave, whatever. Um, he, then he continues, I, did, I didn't tell my wife about the whole DNA thing until about two weeks later when she asked why my parents hadn't come to visit again. Then I told her everything. She started crying and it broke my heart. I know how much she tried to win my parents' approval and what I told her was like a slap across her face. That night she told me that she could no longer let my parents into our child's life and I agree with her. Mm. When my parents called to ask when they could visit again, I told them they are no longer welcome in our son's life. My dad was livid. He called me ungrateful and cruel. He also said a few choice words about my wife, which ang angered me even more and I hung up the phone before he finished. Um, so he just concluded, like his post was, um, basically, am I the asshole for handling it this way? And did I overreact? Wow. So? Took a DNA test. Turns out that mother-in-law's 100% <laughs> that bitch. Wow. What I wonder think? if the girl is an immigrant. Because she said the American dream, like she would want. Yeah, I don't. It didn't say anything no, about. It sounds like a money thing. Yeah, it sounds like they're snobby and want this purebred bloodline of richie riches. Uh, yeah, they were. Wow. And it sounds like they didn't have any. There was no, like nothing to, like nothing, like foundational for them right. to have. There weren't any bad interactions, or and really they were out of their life for the majority of their marriage. Wow. They weren't involved. And then they come but in with a vengeance and start plucking hairs out of the plucking baby. Plucking hairs and swabbing cheeks. And I mean, I that is I feel like that is such a betrayal. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I also am not big on like cutting people out of your children's life that love them. And you know what I mean? Like I I think sometimes we're quick to to rip people out of right. know, like your you know, people who that are in relationships that don't work out. And, but I, I mean, I think you have to be very careful and it, ha it has to be the benefit of the baby. Right. But that, I mean, that is such a personal That's violation yeah. that I don't know that I could to come in as, to have to prove that the baby's related to you to love it. Right. First of all. Yeah. Right. I it mean, that kind of crazy violate your privacy, do it in such a sneaky, shady way, and then act as though if it wasn't biologically, doesn't I don't know right like that's not your business your business is the grandparents is to love that baby yeah and to be the grandparents yeah I feel like once your kids are married and have kids even if you don't love certain things or they get married young and you're nervous or whatever mm -hmm. once they've made that decision it's just your job to love and support because right. if you don't you are at risk of being cut out or being labeled toxic or unsupportive right. and it's like and I can when your see, kids are adults yeah you just have to love I can see that how he might be less inclined to cut the parents out of his life because they're his parents. Sure. 
But if it like if you were the wife and that was your in-laws, I'd be like, mm-hmm. goodbye. And I mean, I guess I'm lucky because I have good in-laws. Right. I've never had an issue, you know, so that there's whatever. But man, wow. that I don't, I don't know that I disagree with their. Yeah, I mean, uh, give it know. some time, but yeah, yeah that's kind of crazy. Can you believe how psycho weird. people are? What is so wrong weird. with this world? I know. I love it. <laughs> we wouldn't have a podcast if everybody was normal. If was normal, what would we do? <laughs> what would we talk about? <sighs> awesome. Right. Well, thanks, you guys. We are out of time. Thanks for listening to our birth stories on our birthday. And happy birthday again. Thanks. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about next time. No, nope, we're going to go to dinner tonight, though. Yes, we are. It's going to be great. Um, we'll t- talk about stupid people next week. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we always do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, anyway. Don't forget to um, share our podcast. Like us, subscribe, review it. Yeah, please review it. Um, Send your ideas into truthfairiespod at gmail.com, or you can also find us on Instagram or Facebook. Um, Share your ideas. We'd love to talk about things you want our advice on. Yeah. Or not. (laughs) So anyway, that's all we've got. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Do you have a situation you want us to share on our show? Send it in to truthfairiespod at gmail.com. Or slide into our DMs on Instagram at truthfairiespod. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, speak.fm, or wherever you listen. We hope the truth hurt just a little, but not too much. Goodbye. Goodbye.